Do you consider yourself normal? Then this is not the show for you. Please go somewhere else. This is WYRD. If it's getting weird, it's got to be the Weird Mountain Gals show. as a single. It was one of those Ronco specials, I'm sure. <laughs> and it was um, released in the world of pop music. Yeah. And I, somehow that made it. It might be Superstar. I'm, not, I'm not sure though. It's been a while. No, this one goes, Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. That one. No. Where's it from? <laughs> it, that may be a Methodist. Thing. It sounded, oh well, you know, that tells you everything. <laughs> I don't know the Methodist ceremony. Yeah. I do not. It, it's I, not that different from the Baptist. Well, yeah, but the music is a little there's different. There's some music, it? there's some collecting money, there's some drinking some grape juice, you know. <laughs> There's preaching. preaching There's preaching. always some preaching. There's a benediction at the end. <laughs> and now they do it all online, I guess. I guess. I turned on the TV yesterday, day before yesterday. What day is it today? I turned on the TV on Sunday, and I usually watch uh, This Week with George Stephanopoulos at 11. Me. I turned it on. It was Ralph Stanley. No, not so I remember some Ralph Sexton. One of them, no, one of them TV preachers was on. No. And I went, what? What is going on? I want to, I want to hear the roundtable. I want to talk about politics. I want to see Chris Christie. I want to see Chris <laughs> Ron Emanuel. I want to see them raising hell with each other. Oh gosh, so they did get know, into it. I don't know what happened, but it's probably good for me to take a day off from politics. That does not oh, hurt yeah. me. That's the true spa day. Oh, isn't it? Right. Unlike the meme that you posted, which really, it got to me, the whole concept that self-care for oh, a female I know, is right? taking a shower. So here's some self-care you can do, mothers. Take, go ahead and take a shower. It's like, that's not self-care, that's basic maintenance. Yeah. It's like, here's some lovely self-care for you. Go ahead and pee when you need to. Yeah. Don't hold it in. Go hide. Go out in the closet and eat that candy bar. Golly. <laughs> now that one just kind of went boom right between the it eyes. Did. It tore me up. It really did. So I'm glad you posted it. Well, every once in a while I do okay. 
It gives me the attitude now that I've had that attitude for a few days. It's like, <laughs> I walk through the world with a damn attitude half the time. And the other half I'm hiding in the corner. I'm hiding in the closet eating a candy bar. <laughs> You're oh. working on a cornbread recipe. I am. <laughs> Shoot, I love me some cornbread. That is true. Do you make jalapeno cornbread? I have, yeah. Did you bring cowboy candy? No, did you, you know? Some? No. I made some. I take a picture. Yeah, I've never I, had any. Oh well, no, I'll bring you some. Just one piece. Well, I didn't. I didn't pack the jars as tightly as they should have been because mm-hmm. it's the first time I've ever made it. So I'm gonna bring you a jar. It doesn't have a whole lot in it. So one of those little bitty jars. Thank you. you thank you. It's thank probably you. not got more than a dozen little pieces on I, the bingo in it. I've never even heard of it. Oh, it's good. So do you just it's eat good. it by itself or do well, you put it with things? You know, it's good with beans or rice or anything like that. So it's, it's not a dessert. Oh, no. No. Ooh. No, it's not really candy. It's you not know, for ice cream. No, I, I rebranded. I renamed it Cowgirl Candy. There you go. Because I, like I didn't want to call it Cowboy Candy. Well, I think it ought to be put on ice cream. Well, like if you have stout really, ice cream. really good vanilla ice cream, oh, yeah. even if you didn't put the peppers themselves, the syrup that they're in is mm. spicy. Ooh. So it's good. That's and I accidentally good. made a Fra Diavolo tomato sauce because I scrubbed out the pot that I cooked the, the cowboy, cowgirl candy in, and then I made some tomato sauce in it. And boy, we started eating that. I was like, why is this spicy? Well, I guess I should have boiled some water, maybe with some baking soda in it in that pot. But it was good. It wasn't too, wasn't too spicy, just a little bitey. Nice. That's the way we That like sounds it. so nice. Well, I had some really good tomatoes and basil that uh, Lisa brought. Because mm. since I didn't grow that much, you know, I got one one or two tomatoes. I got a ton of Tommy toes right now. Do you? Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. So and nice. mosquitoes, you know, I have to oh, find my way past the mosquitoes to get The mosquito population will carry you away. I tell you, it's bad this year because we've had so much rain. Walk outside for 30 seconds. They will eat you alive. Oh, I mean to tell you. So, I guess that we're turning the corner finally on summer. Feels like it. Yeah, and it's only been about 20 years long. Approximately, yes. <laughs> yes. But for some reason, and I, it could just be me, but in this region, it didn't feel like the weather was all that extreme except for maybe a couple of weeks. Yeah, I didn't feel like, we, we didn't have a terrible summer, but also, I was going at my own pace. So when it was the hottest part of the day, from like 2 to 4, mm-hmm. I didn't go out and work in the yard or in the garden. I stayed in with the ceiling fan on, and, and it, it was okay. I don't remember feeling miserably hot, but I also wasn't out in the middle of Kansas or Arkansas or some of those places yeah. I'm normally at in the middle of the summer where it's just hotter than Satan's armpit. That's and there's a nice no way, way to cool off because you know, you're out on a campground. So if you, you got a fan, you got a hand mm-hmm. fan, and mm-hmm. maybe you'll be lucky enough to not keep yeah. it. Yeah. Well, did you get any reading done? <laughs> this author that I loved when I was a teenager and then up from there whose name is Mary Stewart Okay. and she wrote, most people know her for her Arthur trilogy mm-hmm. that is very very good and I have a bunch of her books and I started with the earliest ones and I'm reading them through chronologically by when they were written 
been enjoying those and I've read them all so many times and I know them so well. But it's like visiting old friends. That's nice. Yeah. So Don't you love that? I do. And so I've been enjoying that a lot. It's how you're really trying to take some time yes. and not rush, rush, rush like I usually do. Well, it's something we don't do enough of. I went. I'm I going back through the Dune books, as that's oh, really yeah, predictable for yeah, me. Yeah. But I love them. They never get old, mm -mm. and they're always kind of a a way to refocus. So when mm -hmm. I have something that's kind of on my mind or worrying me or whatever, I can go to the Dune books, and they're like old friends. Yes, exactly. You know, exactly. I can go well, back in. I mean, I'm such an Anglophile that I, I love. I love everything English except the English for the most part. Um, and so I love sort of the English feel of these books, even mm -hmm. when she rarely is in England. She's traveling all over to exotic places. But the one I'm reading now, I got I get lost in stuff. Like there's a whole section. I'm reading the Gabriel Hounds. And there's a section about the Adonis River, which now is called Nar Ibrahim. The mm -hmm. Abraham River. And she described it so beautifully how the river comes out of a cleft in the rocks. And so I looked it up on my phone. I took my phone and I looked it up and I could see exactly, and she had described uh, it perfectly wow. and it has not changed at all. Wow. So that was, that has been a lovely addition to what I'm doing. That's cool. Yeah. Was it a live camera that you looked up or no, was it like an article? No, it was just photos. Have you ever gone to your phone or somewhere like that and your computer and looked at live cams for places not not the sex ones that some people are thinking oh, of right no. now. That's that is that is of no interest to me. Yeah. <laughs> like oh that yeah yeah. Been there done that. Hope I'll do it again soon. <laughs> um, no um, yeah I've gone to lots of different places. Um, I've been to Stonehenge and New Grange and me too. Lots of places yeah. like that. It was one of my favorite things to do when the internet first mm. became broadband friendly. Yeah. People had all their, and they still have traffic cameras. So you can look right now, you can be basically anywhere with an internet connection and look at almost any intersection in a major city. Isn't that fun? And just see if it's crowded, if there's traffic, what's going on. I think that's so cool. And it's also a way far cry from Weird Mountain, I'm so glad to say. <laughs> you know, because I don't like that feeling of no. always being on camera. No, I don't either. And yeah. people watching me all the time. Oh, yeah. I read something back in the, probably the early 2000s, and it was given some statistics at the time about traffic cameras and satellite cameras and so on. And so the average person, in man, woman, and child in the United States, would be photographed 17 times a day by cameras and not realize it. That was back then. Yeah. Think about it now. And of course, people worry about their cameras and their laptops and stuff like that. I don't even know. I don't even want to get started on that subject. Well, it's funny because, um, you know, I've got a book coming out in February and I was talking to. Uh, somebody up at Malaprops today about what kind of an event, could we do an event to, for the opening of that book? And and then we got to talking about, yeah, well, we can do it on Zoom. And I was like, 
that's good. I'm good with Zoom. Mm-hmm. And I really am at this point. You know, you send me a link and heck yeah, I'll click on it and make sure I've got my hair brushed and brush my teeth and have a little lipstick on. And yeah, heck yeah. I'm Smiling good. for the camera. I'm good. Yep. Well, why not? It's yeah. a... It's a way of adapting. It's something that yeah. we've done. It's how you survive. Well, and the hardest part of it at first with Zoom was just getting used to looking at yourself talk. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Do you put a little background behind yourself? Well, I sit at a window that's got some big plants. So, but I don't put an, an artificial background. But I am aware of what my background is. Did you know you can customize your background? Oh yeah. You need to let me do some stuff. Oh, Because yes. <laughs> we, um, I'm taking an online Italian language class, and some of our folks will do something fancy behind, like, oh, look, I'm at the Colosseum in yeah. Rome, <laughs> stuff like that. I'll do you a weird mountain background. Where I'm sitting with somebody in overalls. On hey, the porch. I put my overalls on the other day. Did you? I did. I'm going through clothes and getting rid of a bunch of stuff that's too big for me. And I, I found run across my overalls, which I've not worn in many and many a year, maybe six years, five or six years. I thought, well, I reckon they're going to fit because I've lost weight since then. So I put them on and I was like, dang, look at me. I look like a real farmer. No, not really. I look like a stereotype of a farmer. But, but it was nice to have them back on. They're comfortable. I wore them when I was a kid a lot. I used to wear overalls. And then in high school, I had a pair of banana yellow overalls. Oh, I had the purple ones that were really baggy. Were you? <laughs> I called it my gri- my pur- super grape suit. Did you have the uh, carpenter overalls with the, the little loop thing oh, on the you side? No, I did. And I also had jeans from the Cherokee Jean Company. Oh, my. Made those kind of worker pants. Yeah. The worker jeans. Yeah. They had a hammer loop, and it had a, that long pocket for your rule. <laughs> yeah, all that stuff. You were styling and profiling. I was not at all styling, but that's what fit my little fat Appalachian ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what to say about that either, because I you've gotten smaller and I've gotten bigger. Well, so it's, what? A, it's an it's an equin, equilibrium that we have met in the world. True. Maybe. Or maybe I just met too much chocolate with my mouth. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, Gomez the yard man does like to make sure there's food. Yeah, it keeps everybody stocked up. He keeps up. us in chocolate. Thank you, Gomez. We love you. <laughs> and then we're, we're out here working another day, and he sent you off to buy lunch. He paid for lunch. That's true. That's true. That's a good yard man right and there. I know it. He yeah. told me he was going to do some recording for... The well, podcast. He said he had some stuff to say. I am excited about that, y'all. You heard Gomez's voice. It's just beautiful. Yep. So we're looking forward to him jumping in. I don't know if I'm looking forward to it or not. It depends on what stories he's telling. Well, he may <laughs> tell stories because y'all have known each other a long time. Many years. He may tell some stories about you in high school that I'm going to laugh <laughs> when I hear them. Oh, when you want to hear them? You won't hear them, because I'll click delete, uh-huh. delete, delete. <laughs> she'll be like, oh, come on. That sounds good. That sounds real good. A brown woolly worm. No. Brown all the way across. No really? Not a drop of black. No black at no all. No black at all. And wow. my friend Denise, I can't remember where Denise lives, she saw one that was a solid black, but now she doesn't live around here. Well, and it's also a little bit early. It is but not that early. much early. 
So what does that yeah. tell us? That well, before December, it's going to be easier than after December. Yeah, well, and what it also, the other thing I will look for is to see how much mast there is. Because mm -hmm. right now we're not seeing... We're not seeing a whole lot of acorns yet, nope. or black walnuts. I've seen quite a few in the back. Black walnuts? Yeah, that I've have seen been a handful. Well, I've seen. It's been a pretty steady thing. It's not been a rain of them, but it's been pretty steady. Those two trees back there mm -hmm. are dropping them, probably ten a day. So that you know, that's not too bad. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you another thing. I saw more fog in August. Oh my gosh. Did you count them up? I counted up. 18? 14 or something. Okay, maybe it was 14. Uh, I don't know. Something like that. Anyway, yeah. it was a lot. It was over 10, that's for sure. And do y'all know that for every fog in August is what the way folklore goes. It means a snow through the winter. Mm -hmm. A significant snow, mm -hmm. not just a little spit of snow. Yep. And I, we have not had even 10 good snowfalls in a winter in years. Nope, we have not. Not even close to it. I mean, even in winter of 93 where we had the blizzard, that was about all the snow we got that winter. Yeah, but that was that was like two winters worth of snow yeah, in one snow was, event, it wasn't was. it? That was a weird, awful time. It was, in, it was weird. Now, my daughter was two years old. She was born in 91, so... I was just in the house, and we were lucky we didn't lose power. Oh, you were lucky. Uh-huh. We didn't lose power, and we just stayed in the house. Well, I can't say that I was that lucky, because I, I had a hotel back then, and we knew the snow was coming, mm -hmm. and we had a group of people who came up from Florida just to see the snow. That's the way it always was oh, yeah. when they predicted yeah. a big snow, and... Of course, it snowed, what, 24 inches or some crazy amount? Well, yeah, we had four and five foot drifts yeah. around our yeah. front fence. Yeah. yeah. So around us, the power went out almost instantly. And my little property did not have, it didn't have a kitchen. It just had what was popular in the day, a continental breakfast area. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had to go lock up the food because I was afraid that the guests were going to come in and and raid it, hoard it, and keep other people from having any. And wow. so I had to, I was I was embarrassed about having to do that though, but I went and had to, I had to lock up the food. And I remember that the housekeepers who made it in that night, because I want to say it started on a Friday night. Housekeepers that made it in that night, they knew they were in for the long haul. I had uh, maybe three desk clerks there and about three housekeepers in a full house. Oh my gosh, how many how many rooms in that hotel? It was eighty five rooms. Oh my lord. Eighty of which were being rented and the rest were for, you know, staff. Mm -hmm. And at one point Duke Power rented a block of forty five rooms from me. Or maybe fifty. I can't remember exactly. They took as many as we could get as they could get. And they literally turned the shift over uh, three times a day. So every eight hours, once somebody would check out of the room, we'd have to clean it. Somebody would go in. Wow. It was, it was insane. But now you said you had a full house. Did some of the people get well, out? You know, now that I say that, I believe that Duke Power called instantly 
is what it was. Oh, so you had and a full house with so I they power. took some rooms. The huh. ones that weren't already gone, they took the rest of them. Wow. And but I believe that because of that, that would be the reason that we didn't lose power. Oh, so you didn't lose power. We did not lose power, but a lot of people around us did. And huh. I still saw people suffer because we were kind of stuck up on a hill there and there were all these drifts. Yeah. And of course we were worried about the food situation. And I remember that the next day because it snowed for like 24 hours. Yeah, it did. And we didn't know how long it was going to continue. We didn't know what to expect. And all the places in town were shutting down. So we talked, there was a Winn-Dixie store that was about a half mile down the road from us. And the manager was getting ready to shut it down. He was the last one there. And we talked him into bringing us a case of peanut butter and a case of jelly and a case of a whole bunch of bread and some cans of soup and something else I can't remember and it, they were all in boxes but he wouldn't he wouldn't do anything other than take them and slide them under the island at the gas station at the foot of the hill so we had to get to him and bring him back up the hill oh my gosh so my little brother who was the night auditor at the time he and I we tied we tied um a rope to ourselves, and and we got some trash bags and we proceeded to try and make it down the hill to the oh, gas station oh my and at one point I took a step and I went off the side of the road foom, and I was kind of covered in snow and stuff oh my gosh. and I climbed back up out of it you know and I could hear Walter Ace you okay down there I was like yeah no don't help me don't help me at all but anyway, we made it down there, and we got them, and we had taken, uh, I think we had a, a bedspread, a king-size bedspread, and we put the cases of stuff into the plastic bags, and then we put the plastic bags, tied them into the king-size bedspread, and we drug it up like we were Santa Claus or something, <laughs> some redneck Santa, and uh, we had enough food and just in case kind of thing. And then when you know it, some genius that had come up or come up to us from Florida to see snow, they decided that they just couldn't wait to get back home, so they left early and got their vehicle stuck in the middle of the damn road at the foot of the hill, which kept us trapped up there for an additional two or three days. Oh my And you gosh. want to talk about beside Man, myself. I bet. I was there for eight days, and I've never been so glad to get home in my life. Oh, my. How many peanut butter sandwiches did you have in eight days? I don't know. I don't remember eating. And that's the truth. I mean, we were just, we were so busy. We were working multiple shifts and sure. doing multiple jobs. And we were all just trying to just, just handle it, mm -hmm. you know. And, and you did. Yeah, we handled it. And that was, uh, that was an interesting thing. But boy, I was tired for a long time. I remember that was the year, too. My dad was so sick. Oh, honey. And... He and mom were about 15 miles north of the hotel, and their their power went out almost instantly. Oh. So somehow they drove and made it to the hotel before it was all. My father was an excellent driver, but by the but he had had to shovel out the driveway to get the car out, and by the time he got to us, 
he was shaking. He was just so cold. And he was wet from head to toe. And it was just, I think he got into a bathtub of hot water with his clothes on to get warm. He was cold. He was really cold. But they ended up staying with us for a while. You know, and I was I was thrilled to be able to, sure. you know, and that it was wasn't like we were, you know, taking up a whole bunch of space or anything, you know, and we were working. But that's what you did back then. You just got through things, and it wasn't even that long ago, if you think about it. No. So it's kind of a attitude of self sufficiency. Yeah. Well, it was ninety three, so that was twenty seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Well, my housekeeping staff. They were some of the finest people that I have ever met and worked their asses off. And they didn't have, we didn't have, I was lucky we didn't have much turnover. Uh-huh. And I knew, I knew a couple of them from high school. They were Branch Davidians, and that's a whole different story. Oh, my Because boy. you know what happened. I do indeed. And I, we were completely witness to it, and, and they were very much involved with it too and so that was that's a whole different story and a whole different podcast but yeah. uh, but let me tell you those women would flat out dig in and work mm-hmm. <laughs> I wonder what happened to them oh. I don't know they weren't Facebook people no oh no I wouldn't yeah. think so through the years I've run into some of them and when I do run into one they almost always come up to me and you know we'll hug hang out for a few minutes in the grocery store or whatever and talk about, hey, do you remember when this and this and this happened? It just seemed like it was a century ago. But it wasn't. No, 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 no. I've got a handful of people I'm still close with from high school. Not too many, though. Not too many? Mm-mm. Well, and you're semi-local. I'm very local. Yeah. You don't so. get much more local than I am. How, how, what high school did you go to? Inca. Oh, gotcha. Uh-huh. Inca High School, Inca Jets, Go Jets. Yep, that's where they had the marching band contest every year. Uh huh. We did well every year too. We had a hell of a band. We did too. Actually, did pretty well. Go Miss played tuba. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's got that voice that kind of sounds like a tuba. Like a tuba. And I was let's see what I play flute. I was one not year in clarinet, one year in I was oboe. not in the band because the only instrument I played at that time was the piano. But uh, I was in the chorus. I was in the uh, Inca High School chorus. I lived through those music classes. Yeah. I did. And that, that was some of the best times ever for me in high school. And I believed all that innocent stuff, you know, that you get taught in music classes. I did. Like and what? Well, like all the things from musicals, you know. We did all these interesting musicals, and don't you? Didn't you tell me one time you confessed that you didn't really care for musicals? I don't like them. I know it's just it's a sin. I mean, I'm a theater person, and I'm a music person, and I just don't like musicals. They just seem stupid to me. What was your favorite? Do you have a favorite uh, theatrical production? No. Too, no. There's too many. No. I've seen some amazing productions. We too saw, hard to choose. Yeah. What? Yeah, I've just seen amazing people do amazing things. Yeah. You've been lucky in that. I have. Well, but I mean, I've sought that out, too. You know, I lived in London for a little while after college and saw as much theater as I could 
is I could afford, and it was cheap then, so mm-hmm. I could afford a lot if I didn't have lunch. And, you know, and then my husband's from New York, so we, we used to go to New York a couple times a year, and at least once a year we'd see some Broadway stuff at Off-Broadway. I've done some Off-Broadway and Broadway, mostly Off-Broadway in New York, because I feel like Broadway was homogenized sometimes, yeah. you know, well, but I love some, the Off-Broadway feel. I've seen some good stuff on Broadway, but not recently. I saw um, I saw a show, a play called Jerusalem that was mm-hmm. just extraordinary, except for the last 10 minutes, and I redirected that in my head. Mm-hmm. But you can't put a director in, a, in the audience and not have them want to redirect parts of things. I said behind Woody Allen for one of his oh, productions one time and it was just funny. a fluke getting those tickets. Yeah. It was just one of those productions that nobody really knew about yeah. and it had I can't remember her name, but I know the guy it was three parts and um, one of the fellas was Nathan Lane. Oh yeah. he's just about Mr Mr. Broadway, isn't he? I guess and this would have been kind of at the beginning of That's that. That's a lot of amazing yeah. stuff. Yeah. He's a he's a really good performer. And there's a couple more that I know you would recognize them if I could remember their name. But it was just excellent, excellent play. And I did not realize that that's who it was. Oh, my hair's coming. Who, who is that humming I up hear singing in the front yard. I believe it might be Gomez the Yard Man. <laughs> He's the most cheerful. He is. He's a cheerful soul. He's singing. Now I got real quiet. La, la, la. You sound so cheerful, Gomez. <laughs> oh, he's trying he to be scary. Then, mm. <laughs> mm. How you doing, sweetie? Good, how y'all doing? Gomez has got on exactly the kind of pants I was telling you about. I used to wear these kind of jeans all that. Seven it's, pocket. Yeah, and it's got, Seven it's got a loop in there, too. Yeah, there's yep. a loop. In yep. She called it, what do you call it, a hammer pocket? A hammer loop. And a then hammer a loop. rule pocket. Put a long rule in, yeah. or pencils. Or, hammer hanger. Or, yeah, yeah. I thought they were called carpenter pants. Well, they are. Because yeah. you put, your, put your, your hammer here, you put a long screwdriver there. Yeah. Well, they were a girl thing when, you know, when I went to high school. They were like pink. I was telling her I had a yellow oh. hair. Pink. Yeah. <laughs> I only had them that color. Because I always bought boys' jeans. Did you? I didn't get to buy jeans. I didn't get to have jeans until high schoolish. Exactly. Radio right. Exactly. Gomez, that's all I'm saying. It must be big. It must be. Gotta be, right? So, um, we're now at 12,025. <laughs> Hell yeah, baby. Hell yeah. Oh my Roll God. on. What will be next? Y'all have, have got the recipe to just... Raccoons. Friend. Raccoons is next. Mason jars. Tell you, I've got a little bitty cookbook that's like weird country, not weird country, country cooking or old old style country cooking, something like that. So I'm going through it for our recipe book. I'm going, oh, that, yeah, that'd be a good thing to have that. The last two pages are how to make moonshine, and it is a legitimate recipe. It's how to build the still and how you you put it all together and how you boil that. Is that legal to put that out there? 
we wouldn't steal. We wouldn't bogart that recipe. No, but but it just was so interesting because I thought, oh, a moonshine recipe, ha, ha, ha. And then I was like, oh, first you roast the barley, and then you do the, and I was like, is this really, it's a real recipe. Interesting. That's cool. That, I think that she's on to something with that. Weird mountain cocktails. Start with some moonshine, and here's how you make it. I was in in Boston one time, and I was at an antique place, antique show in Boston, and I found a a book made with wooden covers, front and back, and it was for Three Brothers Restaurant down here, and it was nothing but cocktails. And so oh, I've got it. It's at the house. I'll bring it if you want. Wow. I miss three brothers. Yeah, you got what a good, good meal there. You got a good meal mm-hmm. there. And good dessert. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they probably, what do you think, they probably paid $1,200 for that little spit of land back in the day. And I guess yeah. they sold it for... 2.7? Something like that. <laughs> yeah. You can make a buttload of money. You can just see all those Greeks like, okay, well, we're done with that. <laughs> yeah, moving I think on. we'll do something. <laughs> moving on now. place called Sublimator. Mm. <laughs> Are we going to do Weird Mountain Porn, too? Evidently. <laughs> 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 Come as a speechless. <laughs> Why do you think we, we we like having your voice on the podcast? You get to narrate all the weird mountains. <laughs> and the girls were, yeah, no. The girls got their moonshine delivery today. And boy, was it delivered. <laughs> yeah, baby. Stella <laughs> came up on the porch with a box full of mason jars and a banjo. They knew it was going to be a hot night. Hell yeah. You know, we were talking the other day about, I think one of the hottest things that y'all do is your little live broadcast from the porch, which we started calling the other day, calling it a porch cast. Porch cast, yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's interesting to me because... This time last year, if you told me I'd be sitting around doing this, I'd say, Are you I'm nuts? Oh, no, this time last year, we were planning the podcast. We were planning it, yeah, yeah. but I wasn't planning it all. Oh, no, I'm not that. Oh, <laughs> all right, love y'all. I love you. Here Behave you yourself. Thank you for coming by. It was fun. It was. I'm sorry about that. That groundhog is going to not be cute for long. It ain't cute now. We were talking about the fact that we must have groundhog energy. for spending your time with us here at Weird Mountain Gals. We sure do appreciate it. You know, I know time is the most important thing we have, so I promise that if you take your time to listen to us, we'll take our time to continue to be weird. Many thanks to Sunslice Records for all the help. We couldn't do it without you, Craig. Check out our social media for information, community, or a few laughs. W-Y-R-D Mountain Gals.
W-Y-O.